Welcome to another episode of the Faith Factor Podcast. I am your host, Bishop K. Grace and peace. Over the past few months, I've been teaching a series on world religion and cults. Today, I just want to come in at another angle and ask why do so many Christians not have a consistently biblical worldview? A biblical worldview is one's total conception of the world from a biblical standpoint. It's a Christian's belief, basic belief system about the meaning of life, the nature of God, the source of truth, and other foundational concepts. Yet, many Christians' worldview is not biblically consistent. They may approach some issues from a biblical viewpoint, but not every issue. There are many possible reasons why some Christians fail to have a consistently biblical worldview. I'm going to share six of them with six keys. Number one, they are ignorant of what the Bible says. They do not know the word. If someone doesn't know what the Bible says about the sanctity of human life, for example, it will be difficult for him or her to form a biblical view on the subject. For those who are ignorant, key number one, education is key. Number two, they reject what the Bible says on certain issues. The Barna Group conducted a survey asking questions about the Bible to determine if people truly believe what the Bible said. The results are startling. Only 4% did. Professed Christians did not fare much better. If a professed Christian does not believe what the Bible says, it will be impossible for him or her to have an authentic biblical worldview. Second key, for those who are contrary, repentance is the key. Number three, they are more concerned with what the world thinks of them than what God thinks. Proverbs 2925 says fear of man will prove to be a snare a believer who views the world from a biblical standpoint recognizes that he or she is not of the world Jesus said if you belong to the world it will love you as its own as it is you do not belong to the world but I have chosen you out of the world that is why the world hates you according to John 15 19 and 1714. 
Beloved, when a believer starts making compromises with the world's way of thinking, he or she loses focus on God's perspective. The third key, for those who are fearful, courage is the key. Number four, they are lukewarm with their commitment to Christ. Like the church of Laodicea, they are neither hot nor cold, unwilling to take a stand for Christ. Key number four, for the lukewarm, commitment is the key. Number five, they are influenced by the lies of the world. From the time of Adam and Eve, Satan has used his ability to deceive and confuse. A powerful tool in Satan's arsenal is the idea that the Bible is a book of myths, that it is full of errors and not to be trusted. Satan wishes to convince people that the Bible is no longer relevant. Its laws and principles are obsolete. Many in the church have been influenced by such thinking. Key number five, for the deceived, discernment is key. Lastly, number six, they are swayed by their circumstances and doubt God's promises. In Matthew 14, when Peter stepped out of the boat to walk on water, he was demonstrating a biblical worldview. Jesus is the source of all power. However, when Peter focused on the storm-tossed sea, his worldview shifted. Maybe the waves are more powerful than Jesus. Key number six, for the doubting, faith is the key. Beloved, to have a consistently biblical worldview, we must go back to the Bible and take hold of the promises God has made for us. For the world offers us nothing. Luke 9.25 says, For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? John 12.25 says, Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And Matthew 6.19 says, Do not lay for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. Don't be confused or tossed like Peter was when his worldview shifted. Keep Jesus as the centerpiece and your worldview will be consistent. Let me pray for you. Father, I come in the name of Jesus giving you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Oh God, for you are a 
good, good father. And we thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing and all that you are going to do. Oh God, under the sound of my voice, God, we thank you for allowing us to have this brand new mercy. And God, we thank you, God, that you said that if we confess our sins to you, you are faithful and just to forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh God, I thank you, God, that you chose us, we didn't choose you. And God, that you stand on your word and God, that you are not a man that you should lie. Father God, under the sound of my voice, God, Father God, I ask that you will allow your people to stand on your word. God, to be rooted and grounded in their faith and what they believe. Oh God, I thank you right now, God, that there are so many that is coming against the body of Christ. And God trying to cause division and God trying to uh, pollute and, 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 and cause corruption in the body. But Father God, I thank you right now that you said that there will be a great falling away. And God, I ask that you will give continual mercy and grace for the remnant. God, under the sound of my voice, God, I ask you to bless those who are sick, those who are dealing with affliction, whether it's spiritual, emotional, financial, oh God, spiritual abuse. God, I ask right now, God, that you will give them the peace that passes all understanding that shall guard their hearts and their mind. And God, we just thank you, God, for what you are doing. We thank you for what you have done, and we thank you for what you are going to do. God, give us a faith that will not shrink, God. And Father God, continue, God, to build us up of our most holy faith. Oh, God, I thank you, God, for going before us and making our crooked places straight. God, opening gates that no man can shut. God, under the sound of my voice, bless my friends today, God. Father God, for your words that I've never seen the righteous forsaking nor seed begging for bread. And God, we just glorify your name. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for the remission of our sins. And God, I ask that you will bless our government on the city, on the state and federal level, God. Father God, bless those who are experiencing war and conflict. God, bless those who are homeless, hopeless, God. Oh God, let your body, God, Father God, be the light of the world and the salt of the earth that you created us to be. God, we just glorify you, we magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, my friend, that is my time. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the Faith Factor Podcast. I hope what was said strengthened your faith. And as always, continue to laugh hard, love hard, and live hard. Remember that I love you and God does too. Till the next time. Bye now.